Hi, how are you all? Hope at least one of you guys had like the best meal ever that you were craving all week because I've been craving these momos that I had in Kochi and they were just so good like I can't explain. I could settle for dumplings too. Those are pretty great, but I've no idea where to get them. If anyone's listening, please hook me up with a dumpling place in Fujairah or something. Thanks in advance. Um today I'm going to be talking about Oh yeah, this is a big one, so try to keep up with me. And if it gets too technical, just you know, you can obviously pause or take a break or you know try to understand. Like it's all good with me. So um, today's topic is societal pressures. Oh yeah, as they say, ooh, the pressure is getting worse. <laughs> Man, I love that uh, TikTok trend. It's so funny. Like, um, anyways, humans are social beings, and many of the choices that we make in our lives. happen in some sort of social context like with neighbors friends and family judging our decisions how does this social pressure affect the choices that we make about what to buy whether to vote or what kind of political views we hold i recently read a book by a behavioral economist at the university of pennsylvania and he has focused a lot of his research on you know exploring the complexities of the question that i just you know proposed What are some other ways that social pressure affects our behavior? Um people sometimes have incorrect beliefs about what other people think and in those cases just by correcting people's beliefs about others you can you know lead to changes in the effect of social pressure. Um you can basically understand this with a sort of example that I'm going to provide. in the US in some areas with the rising popularity of Donald Trump people who used to be very xenophobic believe that they were in a small minority because on tv they never saw people openly expressing these things and they thought that they would be judged for saying these xenophobic hateful and racist things so when trump rise to power it served as a way to tell these people that in fact there's more people like them and that there's more of them than they thought they were and these people don't feel the pressure to avoid this type of language anymore and that's why we see a lot of increasing expression of hate and xenophobia and another question is why do we care about our social image this is a very open question and is it for some sort of instrumental reason like meaning i want to cause a good impression of me with other people because i'll get some sort of good stuff good things or something out of it or for example if people think that i'm rich then they're going to treat me better or do i care if people think well of me even if they're going to treat me good we call that as a hedonic social concern and how does the importance of social media today change the way that social pressure works is the quality of pressure different now or is it the same but just a little bit more intense if the norm is to have everything that you do being portrayed on social media then for sure social media becomes more important and many actions are now being expected to share outside and the mere fact of not sharing sends a signal that there's nothing interesting to share and that creates pressure to share and this is just a conjecture but we might be getting to the stage where people care more about the image of what they're doing and how it looks to others than the actual experience of you know feeling it and this may create a lot of anxiety people might look up to what others are sharing and feel bad about their own life and they don't understand what everyone's trying to make is make their life look amazing on social media societal pressures can take many many forms this can be based on cultural or religious beliefs social conventions and traditional gender roles 
they can also stem from social media advertising and other forms of mass media that promote a certain ideal of beauty success and happiness so for example societal pressure to conform to traditional gender roles can be seen in the expectation that men should be strong competitive and assertive while women should be nurturing emotional and submissive this can be especially challenging for individuals who do not fit into these narrow gender stereotypes or individuals who don't conform to like the traditional beauty standards such as people with disabilities this sort of thing is very real and we definitely need more people to realize that for some people societal pressures can result in anxiety depression and other mental health issues for others these can lead to self esteem issues body dysmorphia and eating disorders individuals can also experience difficulty in forming and maintaining a lot of relationships um as it can make it very challenging for them to you know connect on a deeper level and sort of exp- express their true selves and the consequences that this can have can be very devastating on younger people who are often you know still developing their sense of self and may be more susceptible to outside influences now let's talk about this from the point of view of a woman as a woman social pressures can be particularly challenging to navigate as we are subjected to gender stereotypes and expectations that can be very very difficult to live up to i will discuss some of the most common societal pressures faced by women and their effects on mental health and some potential solutions for dealing with them one of the most pervasive societal pressures faced by women is the pressure to conform to traditional beauty standards women are bombarded with messages from media and society that suggest that they must look a certain way in order to be considered attractive and desirable and this can lead to feelings of inadequacy low self esteem and even eating disorders and body dysmorphia the pressure to look a certain way can also lead to a focus on external appearances over internal qualities which you know eventually just cascades and leads to a lack of self-worth and difficulty forming authentic connections with others another common societal pressure faced by women is the pressure to excel in both their personal and professional lives women are expected to balance the demands of career and family and they may be judged harshly if they fall short in either area and this can be especially challenging for women who want to have children as the pressure to you know kind of have it all leads to feelings of guilt and inadequacy if they struggle to balance these responsibilities this makes it very very difficult for women to assert themselves and achieve their goals there are several potential solutions for you know these pressures as a woman number 1 is to prioritize self care and self acceptance this means focusing on internal qualities and developing a sense of self worth that is independent of external appearance or achievements by prioritizing this challenging gender stereotypes and building supportive networks women can begin to free themselves from the burden of societal expectations and achieve sort of greater mental and emotional well-being by working together to create a more inclusive and accepting society we can help alleviate these pressures and create a world where women can thrive so i study international relations right so the other day my professor asked us a question as to why there's less women in the field of law making politics and governance and this was the answer i submitted i hope you don't mind me reading it out yeah so it started out like 
Many political parties, institutions and customs date back to a time even before women had the right to vote in their individual countries. Therefore, it should not come as a surprise that such systems were created by and for men. And in the case of the EU, sorry, in the case of the EU primarily by and for white men. Limited reform of these political norms does not make it appealing for women to become politically engaged in parties, and in some cases even makes it impossible. Italy serves as an illustration of how, despite having progressive laws that are meant to support women, women nevertheless face obstacles that prevent them from excelling in their careers and holding leadership roles. This is primarily because of deeply ingrained cultural problems such as widespread sexism, misogyny, and machismo, that are occasionally used as a weapon against female politicians. There is a fascinating interaction between internal and external pressure when it comes to demands women confront in the workplace. Women tend to have less confidence in their abilities to succeed in a new role, especially when taking into account other obligations like taking care of their families. This is true even though women are frequently held to higher standards than their male counterparts when running for office. Therefore, women who thrive in politics are much more in pressure to achieve and set an example for others. Online and offline harassment is a problem that all politicians deal with, but where women are disproportionately impacted. One of the greatest obstacles preventing women from participating in politics is a range of assaults aimed at marginalizing and undermining them as a political agenda. It is also crucial to remember that factors like origin, sexual orientation, and disability can make the experience of gender-based violence and discrimination much worse. I'm so sorry if that was too fast. Okay, so now that's over. That was my answer. So I hope that from this you can understand a little bit as to why women, you know, try to stay away from politics and lawmaking. Another thing that you need to understand, this is a very personal story for me, so... There is no timeline for reaching life's milestones. These society-imposed goals and timelines are a social construct. You have to understand that we collectively created them and attached an age to them and decided that this was kind of like the right time to make those decisions and achieve those things. For me, for instance, there have been many factors that have affected my readiness for those big life milestones. For one, my career choice isn't a traditional path. I took a gap semester for six months as well. Also, I messed up my first college choice and had such a horrible experience with that. I was devastated once I came back and during these six months, I took time to figure out things and, you know, before joining, I wanted to, you know, understand what I wanted to do and now that I started doing something new, I've learned so much about myself and about the world and how we perceive things. Like, obviously, I was absolutely heartbroken for a while, but eventually I realized that it was probably just not meant for me and that I will give all, give my all somewhere else and that it's exactly what I'm proud of. And living... Yeah, exactly. I'm proud of that and I'm totally living by that at the moment. And I encourage you to do that as well because once you start believing in all of these decisions you made, that's when you can truly live a more content life. No matter how horrible the decision was at the spur of the moment, you have to realize that you did it for yourself and you have to you know, trust your instinct because it probably does come with some perks in the future. Looking back, I can now see that the timing for everything in my life 
has been actually quite perfect and even though things felt like they were taking forever at the time i didn't know what i wanted to do but now i do and the same goes for the life milestones that i'm yet to achieve when the timing is right for my unique life path and evolution it will be perfect and despite what society dictates it is the ideal time so no you're not behind in life because there's no such thing as being behind that is simply just a narrative and you can choose not to buy into it which brings me to my next point focus on the present throwing these self imposed deadlines out the window is easier said than done and it certainly didn't happen overnight for me personally this took me about a year or at least 8 months to click in no matter what i did or how fast i tried to race towards these big goals they felt so far away and the more i rushed the more pressure and anxiety it created which greatly affected my overall level of happiness and satisfaction and well-being instead of celebrating my small wins along the way i was focusing on how far i still was from where i wanted to be so my advice to you is to be gentle with yourself there are a lot of aspects of life we can't control and the timing is often one of them it's great to dream big and set intentions for your future but attaching deadlines to them creates unnecessary stress and pressure that doesn't feel good and that can lead to disappointment and unhappiness when things don't pan out the way that we hoped once i cleared the social conditioning i then took some time to decide what i actually wanted in my life and what felt right and what most authentic was for me as someone who loves to write i love to do this type of introspection in a journal so i can just brain dump all brain dump all of my thoughts and you know feelings and gain some sort of clarity but if chatting with somebody who who you trust can work for you then definitely try that because this sort of method you know i want you to notice that it doesn't work for everybody this is just something that i'm sharing that works for me so the key is to create some time and space in your calendar to you know just sit down and really think through this um here's what i journaled on if societal norms were not a thing what would i do not what my parents wanted me to do or what my friends and family are doing or what most people do but rather what feels correct for me at this point in my life what would make me the happiest what would be the most ease filled way to do things and do i even want to reach these milestones or have i just been programmed to think that i do this made me realize that i was creating so much pressure by trying to stick to this picture perfect life road map and that leads me to today i'm working towards all of my goals simultaneously and i kind of have no clue which will manifest first and i kind of love that but old me would definitely freak out at the thought of not having a highly detailed life plan mapped out and the fact that my first choice of a college major majorly backfired but the new me is loving the freedom of just you know flowing with life and doing something new and allowing it to surprise me and delight me and truly at my core i know that the timing of each thing will be exactly right for me because history has always proven that things always align for our highest good you need to remember that we only get one life and it's meant for it to be lived in our highest and best not what's correct according to social conditioning going against the grain doesn't make your journey less than or far from it and it makes your path much richer and joyful and fruitful if any and it may even inspire other people to do the same and the takeaway is to do things your own way in your own time and do them unapologetically <laughs> and do them 
unapologetically. You know, I always get twisted with words sometimes when I speak too fast. I hope this is not only me. Anyways, this got way longer than I expected it to be, to be honest. But I'm glad I said it though. I hope you all have a great day or night. And please remember that the only valid societal pressure you should fall into is the primal urge to stream Taylor Swift's entire discography from 2006 to present. So do what you must with that information. Goodbye.